A stuntman goes on a vehicular murder spree. A Nazi colonel, orphaned French woman, German film star, and brigade of American Nazi hunters converge in 1940s Europe. A freed slave turned bounty hunter seeks to emancipate his wife. A group of travelers get snowed in at Minnie's haberdashery. And a stuntman, starlet, and has-been negotiate 1969 Los Angeles. This time on the Oscar should have gone to Quentin Tarantino, Volume 2. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... Have you got a meal? Not yet, Jack. The Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the, uh, the Oscar goes to... Joel Cohen and Ethan Cohen. The winner is... Well, the time has come. Catherine Bigelow! And the Oscar goes to... Ang Lee. Alejandro G. Inarritu. Paul Joon-ho! Meg. Craig. Here we are. We're back. We're talking... We're talking Tarantino. We're talking, talking Tarantines. Talking t- Tarantines. QT. On the QT. I love Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Great. Great. That's it. Thanks so That's much it. for listening to the pod. We're not going to get better than that. Fun, so. No, we're done. Um, I wanted to say, what was I saying that I was going to stay? Oh, yeah. Okay. Saving for the pod. Just uh, piggybacking off of last week. Remember we were talking about Jackie Brown last week? Remember that? Yeah. Remember we were yeah. talking about Jackie Brown? Yeah, last week. Last week, sure. And by that, you mean three weeks ago. You all right? Did some shit fall? My phone fell off the desk. Oh, okay. Take care of that, Apple man. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't... Oh, so Robert Forrester, you know, like, the so there's a famous story, I don't know if you know this, where, like, Robert Forrester, like, his, he, like, his office basically was the... The Silver Spoon um, on Santa Monica Boulevard in West Hollywood. He's like a real West Mm -hmm. Hollywood guy. And a coffee shop called Silver Spoon. And he was there one day when Quentin Tarantino walked in. And this was, you know, whatever, after Pulp Fiction. And he, like, yelled at him and waved. And Tarantino came over and said hi. And he was like, what are you working on? And Tarantino was like, oh, I'm, I'm... They didn't know each other, but... But Robert right. Forster was just excited to see him. And he was like, oh, I'm adapting an Elmore Leonard, you know, novella or whatever. And then that was it. And then six months later, he said, uh, Robert Forster walked into the Silver Spoon and Tarantino was waiting for him at his regular table. And he was like, hey, I want you to read this. I, I, uh, I think you should play this part, the, the bail bondsman. And he was like, okay. And went home and read it and then met him the next day back at the coffee shop and was like, this is an amazing part. I can't believe this. No one will let you cast me in this because right. my career is over. Like I'm, I'm on the downward slope, whatever. This is too good of a part. And Tarantino was like, oh, I, I cast whoever I want. <laughs> right. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, you seen Pulp Fiction? You, you, uh, seen- you know who I am? I've made two movies. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. at that point, after Pulp Fiction... After what he did with John Travolta, he could be like, I'm going to cast Olivia yeah. Newton-John, R.I.P. Yeah. And it'll be fine. Yeah. R.I.P., R.I.P. R.I.P. Sad. Um, you know, Robert Forrester, uh, famously, everybody he worked with when he was he was on a show, he'd give letter openers That's to kind people. Of a, that feels like a, a, 
I don't want to say a violent gift. It's not a violent gift. Obviously, it's for opening letters. But right. I think the second thing that you do with a letter opener is you stab someone, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But my friend, uh, my friend Molly, he was on uh, Last Man Standing. He was he was the grandfather. Oh. So she has a letter opener from from Robert, Robert Forster. Forster. That's actually it's just cool thinking cool. about like his entire career and thinking like, you know, my friend that was like on a sitcom has a letter opener, and so does like Brian Cranston and mm-hmm. Pam Greer, and like yeah, <laughs> it's just they like could such all like get a, together and compare. Yeah. Yeah. That is actually really, that's a, but, and by the way, what an interesting gift because again, in case you need to stab somebody or murder somebody, but yeah. also like, you know, it is kind of a pain to open letters sometimes. Why don't you I know, right after, opener? right after he passed away, I actually, his widow and, um, probably someone that was like helping like plan, they ended up doing something at, um, Tarantino's theater for him that's where they did like a public like a bigger group memorial thing sure uh, but they came uh into the store i was working in and i was able to help them and talk to them and uh-huh. i actually told them about you know my friend remembering like getting the letter opener and how much it meant to her and yeah it was wow. it was cool being wow. with them at, at we that started time. Off, we started off as a as a tarantino podcast but now we've become a robert forster appreciation yeah we're podcast. At, so yeah this is a robert forster appreciation podcast let's you know talk about I, the vacuum let's <laughs> talk about the vacuum man <laughs> you know what i put in the same category as letter opener this has moved on now to just like household objects that are helpful is yeah. a candle snifter you know what I'm okay about? Yeah, I think of it's course. called a candle snifter. Maybe a snip. I don't know. Yeah, that you used to snuff out candles. Yeah, the snuff, snuff, snuffing on the cam- candles. Yeah, you snuff. Yeah. Maybe it's a candle snuffer. I guess. Why did I think it was snifter? That's like a thing that you sip from. Anyway, uh, I have one of those, and I got to tell you, great, gr- not the best money I've ever spent, obviously, but pretty good money to spend because yeah. then you continue to smell the candle and not like you know the smell that you smell when you when you put out a fire. Right. Wow. And I mean, you're lighting candles all the time? Oh, my Would God. Would you say? Constantly. It's a miracle my house hasn't burned down. Well, I am a, I don't well, know you if you can tell. Well, you guys don't have electricity. You don't have electricity anymore, right? You've got. <laughs> yeah, we got rid of that. Something you decided Times to, yeah. are tough, man. It's a recession. I don't know if you can yeah. tell um, from my voice, but I am what you would call a basic bitch. So, <laughs> yeah, I got candles all over the place. Candles. Yeah. Candles here. Candles there. Candles everywhere. All all pumpkin spice. All pumpkin spice. Actually, I do have one that smells like a baguette. What do you think about that? Wow. It's pretty good. Pretty impressive. Pretty (laughs) impressive. A French baguette. Um, Should we we do this? Should we jump in? Yeah, let's uh, talk. So this one will be a slightly different because what we were doing last time is we were talking about the, you know, should Tarantino have won over... Not just who actually won, but over like our best picture winner from the year. But we actually, for most of this one, uh, or two of the five movies we're going to talk about, we actually haven't done those years yet. Wow. 2012 and 2015, because this will be the 10-year anniversary. We'll do 2012, hopefully later this year. Um, But 2015... Let's let's not get ahead of ourselves, Greg. I mean... 2015, I don't even know if... Like, will we make it to 2025 as a society? I hope. I hear I there's a mega flood coming to Southern California. So, Wait, is that true? You didn't read about this? No, a mega flood? Yeah, they're, so they're saying now like that probably, water? 
more than the big one or a mega drought, what is probably the most dangerous for Southern California is that sometime in the next four decades, okay, they're expecting a mega flood that will do like s- such mass amounts of damage, like incalculable. Well, I have great news. I am a super good swimmer. I That's grew true. up swimming. Water polo I was captain. water polo captain. Um, I'm a really good swimmer, so I'm not not concerned about it, honestly. Yeah. Have How's you been watching? Maddie at swimming? Oh, he's uh, he's on his own. Uh, he's <laughs> he, <laughs> he did go to Stanford though, which of course is famously yeah that really helps you out of a flood school. situation. It's a good swimming school. Yeah, so yeah, guess what he was not doing? I think he was like the <laughs> fucking tree or whatever. He was like the. <laughs> That's the that's the mascot. Your, your, if your mascot is a tree, y- how good can your school be? My yeah, point unlike is, um, if it's a, a flower. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> oh God, I forgot about. <laughs> oh God, I forgot we went to college. Um, uh, wow, that's very interesting. Hey, speaking of floods, sorry, I know we're getting tangential again, but I just wanted to bring this up. Have you watched that? Um, I'm sure you have not, but it's like five days of memorial. Yet on um no it just it was like yesterday it came out right like or Friday was no, like the first three day was episodes out. or something I think they dropped all three on Friday though oh okay well I watched them all right quick because um it's pretty good and also now I I need to do like a deep dive on in the same way that I did a deep dive on Columbine oh and I also I did a deep dive on Columbine talk to me about Columbine anybody I know everything about right. it. Uh, I also did a deep dive on now on the, on Woodstock 99 because I watched both documentaries. Okay. Um, both really good in different ways. Uh, so is that why, is that why like before, like when you, you were like, Hey, can we do this like 10 minutes later? I'm finishing up this fan thing. I'm writing about Eric Harris <laughs> and Dylan Klebold. That's no, not it was like Eric oh. Harris and someone at Woodstock 99. Wasn't it? it was like, Fred yeah, Fred Durst and a Eric comparison Harris, piece like, being friends. between the two yeah. of them. Sure, yeah, those motherfuckers fucking would be. Well, he's a you know what? I'm not even going to get into it. He ain't getting. I can't talk about Eric Harris. He's a psychopath. But uh, so might be Fred Durst. It's a, it's pretty fucking. It's a pretty fucking good. I mean, the the Netflix one is more way more about like the actual Woodstock '99. Like HBO does a better job of like exploring the general malaise of like. Gen Xers at the end of the nineties, you know, and how that yeah. like contributed to the white male rage of Woodstock 99. But, um, I don't know. It's very interesting. I think you would like it. You should watch it. And I don't know how we got on this. Oh, the five days of Memorial thing. It's great. Cherry Jones. It's about Katrina, Farmer, right? It's about the what? Is it about Katrina? Yeah. It's about Katrina. Yeah. 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 Oh, but that's, oh, cause of the flood thing. See, do you see where my brain went? Right. Cause it was yes. flooding. Yes, I do. Cause what happened yeah. in Katrina was it flooded. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Anyway, those are three um, hot wrecks for you. Hot, hot yeah, wrecks. Great. great. Columbine, the, the book by somebody whose name I forget. And then the two Woodstock docs and then mm-hmm. five days of Memorial. Great. Great. I watched, we watched the first episode of a league of their own yesterday and it was enjoyable. See, That's we what are, we watched yesterday. we're living very different lives. You're, yeah. you're watching a feel good, you know, baseball, Mm-hmm. fictional situation. 
And I'm just like, well, you know, my baseball team is once again, one of the best teams in baseball and your baseball team has shit its entire pants this month. True. But Terrence Mann just threw out the, uh, the first pitch for a Red Sox game and it was a good pitch. So, you know, you do the math. He's turning it around. (laughs) This basketball player is turning it around. Yeah. Um, to Quentin Tarantino. So, uh, we just did the Kill Bill movies. Those were the last ones. And so then he does this sort of weird experiment with Robert Rodriguez. This was very much like we were talking about earlier, Quentin being like, I can make whatever I want. Mm-hmm. So they do this grindhouse double feature. I mean, I remember seeing this in theaters. The, Me these too. movies I were released think together. I saw this together, Craig. No, I saw it with my friend Brittany O'Neill. Really? I have memories of us seeing this together. Are you sure you didn't see it twice in theaters? Because I saw it in New York, and I thought we were together. Mm. Maybe not. Maybe not. Must not have been. Um, So it was paired with Planet Terror, uh, Robert Rodriguez film. The movie where What's-Her-Face has a a gun for a leg. Yeah. um, Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan. Um, I remember walking out of the movie theater. And having enjoyed Planet Terror much more. Yeah. Uh, At the time. I I think that's true. I did enjoy, I I also enjoyed Planet Terror more. I remember that the, the, the neg backlash, the negative backlash on Death Proof was that it was too talky. Which yeah. irritated me because I was like, have you ever seen a Tarantino movie? Like, they're all talky. Right. That's like kind of his thing. And that was really, honestly, maybe the part I liked more in Death Proof is when the when the girls are sitting around talking in the um, yeah. in the bar and stuff before they before they get right. in the car. the The action stuff in the car is less interesting to me. Right. That's just um, the type of person that I, I actually think I that like. stuff is filmed particularly not so much. So it's basically it's basically a diptych. Um, we see Kurt Russell's character first, uh, in Texas in Austin, Texas, kind of stalking these women, um, and then eventually murdering them vehicularly one in his car and one in their three in their own car, three in their own car. Yeah. Yeah. That girl's leg Um, or four. Yeah. When you see that girl's leg just come off her body, it is, it has haunted me. It haunts me to this day. You know who that actress is? No. Who? Sydney Poitier. Sydney Poitier's daughter, I believe, daughter. Really? Um, could be Grant spelled differently, spelled S Y instead of S I. Wow. Has he? Um, has she? She just hadn't done. She didn't do much more. Okay. Um, she did that. I think she'd been in a couple of things before, but it didn't look. I looked up her IMDb, and it didn't wow. seem like it was something she was still really doing. Well, her um, leg will but, lives rent free in my head for eternity. Do you yeah. think that actually happens in real life? If like you're, I don't think that really happens. That's just like the the. I don't. I actually don't want to talk about it anymore because it's too. Upsetting I don't know, to me. but it is some when when we drive, uh, particularly any length of period. Allie likes to put her legs up on the. Um, not out of the window, but like, and it, I consistently, I consistently think of death proof and I'm afraid we're going to be at a car accident and her legs are going to fly through. The <laughs> <laughs> I would be afraid of that too. 
Oh, yeah. I can't. Ooh, I'm getting like the, I'm getting the heebie-jeebies. Let's move on. So then. Um, anyway, but the first, I think the end of that first act where we see Kurt Russell, like, I think the action scenes there are, it's like super brutal and super grindhousey. Like you can yeah. see like, whereas I think the stuff with like Zoe Bell and Tracy Toms and Rosario Dawson, the action at the end of that, while it's fun to see him get his comeuppance mm-hmm. is a little, is a little less interesting to me, the whole car chase. Yeah. Um, well, it's, of it's it. so much of it is Zoe Bell on the roof of that car. Yeah. Zoe Bell, who was a stunt woman who's been, yeah, in who thing. was Uma Thurman's stunt person for a kill bill. Yeah. And it's very cool. Like, I mean, I like, again, it's like, uh, to quote Ramona singer, I can appreciate the spectacle, um, of her on the thing and like doing her on the roof and doing her thing. And like, she's very yeah. talented and all of that stuff. It's just not as it's, it's not as compelling to me. Um, yeah. especially, especially cause planet terror is a kind of a, it's a pretty tightly told story. Yeah. And part uh, of, uh, Part of my point with that, though, is even though I remember, you know, 15 years later walking out of the theater feeling that way, I, this is probably the third or fourth time I've seen Death Proof and I've never watched Planet Terror. No, 100%. 100%. Because there's just more to And unpack. I would like to. I want to kind of go back and be like, do I still enjoy it? Like, is it still sure. fun? Like, I, But I just never have. Quentin Tarantino is in Death per- I'm sorry, is in Planet Terror, which is a strike against it. <laughs> sorry to it's, say. He's also in he's also briefly in Death Proof. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but um I just remember him talking about getting his dick wet in Planet Terror and being like, ugh. And that's when I learned what that phrase meant. Um, but uh yeah, I mean, I think there's just more to unpack, especially with just again, this movie is barely a movie in a weird way in some ways and it's right. it's still like they're the characters are so the, especially the female characters are so well drawn yeah i mean the, it's all female um, characters except for kurt russell obviously so with that being said this film came out in 2007 which is probably definitely one of the best years for film in yeah. this century so would you say that quentin tarantino for his work on death proof should have won over, the best directing oscar over first of all no, 2007 was uh, the Coen Brothers oh, for No Coen Country Brothers, for right. Old Men is who won. Right. And then your pick, and my pick at the time, and I've since retconned it a little bit, your pick was Paul Thomas Anderson uh, for There Will Be Blood. Mine right. is now David Fincher for Zodiac. Would you right. say that Tarantino's work on Death Proof <laughs> should overcome any of those three? Because I, as much as I love Quentin, and as we've said, a joint favorite of ours, I can't say Death Proof gets the Oscar over any of those three films. Absolutely (laughs) not. I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to go ahead and say no. I mean, spoiler alert. Listen again, I uh, spoiler alert. I'm giving spoilers. This is my least favorite Tarantino movie. And I still really like it. It's still really good. It's just probably the bottom. uh, He's trying something new and experimental and it largely works, but it's, it's not, it, this is not his coming out, right. especially coming so out now with that, Kill Bill. Yeah. So just, just a heads up, now that Megan's revealed that when we get to the end of this podcast and we do our rankings and oh, we get oh, to yeah. 10, you can skip like the two seconds where she says her number 10 film because yeah. you already know it. Because so you already know it's going to be so boring Guys, you can you. just you can just skip forward that two seconds, yeah. uh, two, three seconds. Wait, um, sidebar, 10? I'm doing eight. I did nine. He counts Kill, Kill Bill, Bill as film. one. 
He kill he I'm counts count- that as one. I'm counting that I as one. I know movie. he counts you can count it as one. I'm not counting it as one because for two reasons. A well, we've I count it as one because Quentin Tarantino, years. because Quentin Tarantino counts it as one. And do I don't know, know if you what know the this, movie but post- he's the actual Do you actual- know what the movie poster in two thousand four said for Kill Bill Volume Two? Uh, the the fifth film from Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, but now that when they're coming out with the ten, he's because he said he's only going to make ten. And, and as somebody then he who made loves 10, so he has to say Kill Bill is one movie. I would think that you would take that seriously. He also directed a a part of Four Rooms. Okay, you know We're what? We're supposed to just ignore that altogether. We are. It's a part of it. And by the way, agree to disagree. Continue. <clears throat> Nine anyway, continue. I have it as ten. Okay, great, cool, good, cool story, bro. We'll get into I'll it. I'll do. I'll do it as ten, and then I'll do. I'll put Kill Bill as a full film, and oh, I'll tell thank you where God. that would thank from God. as well. People are definitely not going to want to skip get, through that. You would get very upset if I didn't. Yeah, I would. For sure. Two thousand nine. We don't need to. We probably won't talk about this one too much because if you really want to hear us talk about it, go back and listen to our two thousand nine episode with Who's Kelly you? Ewing, where we, you know, rhapsodically speak about Inglorious Bastards. Nothing much to say here. It's a perfect movie. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want you to spoil anything. I will just say that the big thing for me in rewatching *Inglorious Bastards* was I knew that one of two movies was going to be my number one, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was just like, will it be *Inglorious Bastards* or will it be another film? So, so I guess we'll have that's to find sort out of at a the spoiler, end of but I don't want to. I don't want to say what I what I what I've decided until um, we get to the end because I don't want to ruin it for for our our wonderful listeners. I feel like we've already talked about this on the thing, but what is your favorite what's your like what's your favorite um you know what's the word i'm looking for not montage segment of inglorious bastards segment yeah that's it what's your favorite segment it's probably the opening Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think it's probably the the waltz monologue i really like um i do quite like uh the fassbender Stuff in the bar as well. Me too. I love that stuff. I also really love Shoshana and when they meet again at the, when he gets the, when they're going for the, he's like, wait for the cream, wait for the cream for the Mm -hmm. strudel and stuff. I love that too. It's great. It's a fucking great movie. Probably my least favorite stuff because people are all, this was, this, uh, this, for another podcast, this group that I, occasionally peruse on Facebook, someone had just watched this movie for the first time and they were talking about should Brad Pitt have been nominated for best actor for it. And weirdly, I think the, the actual inglorious bastards stuff is uh, while I still like it a lot is maybe my least favorite sections of the film. Yeah. I mean, except I would agree with that, except for the end BJ Novak's finest work, I would right. say, and I, and I am thinking about this, like I think this, the ending of this movie is, I think probably the he's Tarantino's very good at nailing the at sticking the landing. Yeah, and I think this is the best ending of like any yeah. of his movies. It's funny. It's like this such might great, just be my masterpiece. Yeah, it's so great. It's and also just and, and right before that you get the great Brad Pitt line too of just like yeah, more like chewed out. I'm in chewed out four. <laughs> like what? It's just fucking great. Yeah. Um and it's so it's such a satisfying conclusion to 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 wrapping it all up. And such a nice way of bringing it back to something we know from the beginning. It's great. And I'm wondering, I, I feel like we've talked about this before. It's uh, probably, maybe maybe those that early segment is my least favorite because the worst performance in the movie, of course, 
is Eli Roth. Yeah. <laughs> they, he has such wet eyes. Have you noticed that? He yeah. constantly looks like he's just cried or on the is verge he, of tears. As someone from the New England area, is he from Boston? Because that seems like a very bad Boston it's, accent he's doing when he's pretending to be Ted Williams. And I don't is. know if he's supposed to be someone from Boston or if he's just trying to be like Boston guy in the moment because he's talking about Ted Williams. I don't know. Ted Williams, last player to hit over 400 in a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, 406, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know. It's I don't know where he's from. Uh, I don't. I I would not like New England to claim him though, because yeah. that guy is not my favorite. He's ruined hostels. That's what he did. <laughs> All of the bastards. It's very funny. The people that again, the people that he that Tarantino talking about casting the people that he cast like. Paul Rust is one of the bastards. Well, it was all like, it was, he purposely like cast outside of like Brad Pitt. It was all like Jewish writers, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, or like, or like comedians or like small, you know what I mean? Small, small time actors or whatever. It's, it's just very, yeah. BJ Novak. It's funny. They're, it's a funny casting thing. I mean, none of them for the, like they all have maybe like one line. Yeah. But. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so Inglorious Bastards goes up against the Hurt Locker and Catherine Bigelow. Who, now, uh, I think we would I think we would both give it to Tarantino. Yes. Although we that, would both say that we do not like taking away I the Oscar say. of one of three women at this point now. Right. That have ever won. Yeah, I don't. Um, I'm, it does not sit well with me. I'm not going to lie, especially because I love The Hurt Locker. It was also, yeah. a, it's a great movie and yeah. and she's well-deserved, but Glorious Bastards is a better movie. Yeah. So you heard it here first. Megan says, no more women directors. <laughs> I Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. really, I'm sorry. It's just, you know what? It's Honestly, here's what I'm saying. No more directors other than Quentin Tarantino. That's just what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. That's just it. Right. Yeah. Just, let's, have, let's give him the monopoly. Um, so that would right, be, that would be Oscar of... number two, right? We gave it to him. That for would be Oscar number Pulp two. Fiction and for this. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Let's talk about some films. We've, I don't think we've ever talked about on pod before. So How this exciting. will be fun because pretty much everything else I think we've mentioned before. And like I said, we'll probably delve into it later this year, but uh, Django Unchained 2012. This is a tough one for me. Um, it does not age well. No, it's, it's, it's not only difficult. I mean, and we'll kind of talk about this in conjunction with the next movie, the hateful eight, obviously, Mm -hmm. like we mentioned, you know, the proclivity for the N word in, uh, Tarantino's work is always, uh, interesting. Obviously, you know, Django in particular, uh, because of the setting, you know, we're talking about a recently freed slave, um, and a lot of the movie takes place on plantations. We're hearing that word a ton, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's not, it's not ideal. Um, even with, you know, Samuel L. Jackson and Jamie Foxx there in the movie for you to hear it and Kerry Washington to hear it over and over again from, from white actors. It's, uh, especially in a, in a film that, you know, is like kind of a, on a sort of a grindhouse bent for sure. And it's supposed to be exploitative, um, but it's also supposed to be comical. So, yeah, it's so funny. Cause I, I know that people will be like, 
people. I don't even know. I, I, I don't know. I know that there are people out there that are like, you know, the woke police are coming or whatever. Right. It's not even that for me. It's like, I don't know. I think you look at it and you're like, is that something that, do we need that? And the way that, how this takes place, where this takes place in plantations and when this takes place, I think our minds can extrapolate. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? You, It's almost like talking down to your audience. It's like, you don't need to use that word constantly for us to know like what. That us, it was used constantly. Yeah. It, it just doesn't seem, it's just not an, it's just not necessary. And, yeah. um, yeah, so that really, I think that, honestly takes away from a lot of the movie. And again, like we talked about like a lot of the comedy of the movie, there's a lot of like fun, um, cathartic parts with like Christoph Waltz, um, teaching Jamie Foxx, you know, how to be a bounty hunter. And, um, and I, I think, and I think some of that stuff and not the bounty hunter stuff, but that stuff also feels uncomfortable because similarly, like historically would be correct. But when he's like, teach him how to read yeah. and like Jamie Foxx is like, I don't know what that word means. All that stuff just feels like, of course he wouldn't, yeah. but do we need that? Is that making this a stronger movie? Yeah. Like, and I, you're right. And I, and I don't, yeah. And I don't think, I don't think it is also, I mean, there's also the very famous story of Leonardo DiCaprio wiping, wiping his actual blood on Gary Washington, yeah. which He's a great actor. He's in the scene, in the moment. I get it, whatever. But I'm also just like, uh, that's sort of gross and weird. And Also, we know where that dick's been, Leo. Yeah. Have you gotten tested recently? Yeah. Carrie <laughs> Washington, you should sue because that yeah. is, you can get, can you get syphilis of the face? Because that <laughs> might have occurred. Um, although I guess he does them young enough. They haven't had time to get any. That's gross. Yeah, that's probably that's true. gross of me. That's gross. That's gross. Megan, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, I mean, that's a very powerful. It's 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 hard for me because there are good. There is like really good performances in this. I think Carrie Washington is also great. Um, I think she's great. I mean, it's one of my. You know, it's on my DiCaprio Mount Rushmore. Yep. I think with mm-hmm. um, it's very Wolf of Wall Street and yes. Hollywood and catch me if you can, I think are my top four. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, again, he plays it very well. Don't forget about revolutionary. Road. He plays it very over the top, but it's like, that works for yeah. this. It works for the yeah. character. It works for all of that. Um, and this actually, this might be, I'd have to rewatch collateral, but this might be my favorite Jamie Foxx performance. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and Sam Jackson's great in it too. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard. It's this, this is, I mean, I think, the, I think ignoring some of that, I do think this, the first two thirds of this movie are fun. And then once Christoph Waltz and Leonardo DiCaprio are no longer in the film, that last half hour or so is just like, I don't care as much anymore. I know it's not their story, but, um, they're like, he's the main, he's the big bad. And now he's gone. gone. Yeah. And that it feels like the end feels anticlimactic for sure. Yeah. Plus we get this whole, like, Australian Quentin Tarantino. That's like, yeah. Why did we make this choice? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> We've already told you not to be in your don't movies at all. And now you're movies. doing accents. And, and I and I I love the I love this man's work. Please don't be in your movies. Yes, and please don't put an accent on top of it all. <laughs> Good lord. Although Walton Goggins is also in this movie as another very bad guy, and I give yeah. him more work, man. That guy is good. Well, I mean, I guess he's just so specific. 
like this, yeah. like he's got to play some like. He was southern on like dirt a TV bag. show, wasn't he? Like playing something sort of different that no one watched. Yeah, he like was the playing unicorn the unicorn. Yeah, he was on the unicorn. Yeah. yeah, as like a nice, nice, nice widower, which is a. And I think like, the reason back justified. Yeah. people were justified. <laughs> the reason that we, that show didn't work is because people were like, "This guy, really? <laughs> Him? Yeah. Huh? Okay." Um, but yeah. This this movie gets taken down quite a few pegs for me because of the it's uncomfortable to watch, but it's a very well made movie, and it's you know what I mean, and people are doing really good work in it, so it's tough. So this is what's interesting because since we haven't done 2012 yet, and we haven't kind of looked back at all these films, um, really we're comparing it against the person that won the best directing Oscar, which was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, I wouldn't say it was like shocking. But it was Ang Lee for life of for pie. the life of Pi. Wow! No, he made that. Let me tell you something about. Can I tell you a funny story about Life of Pi? So yeah. I, when that movie came out, my mother called me uh, and she goes, she was like, "Have you seen Life of Pi?" Yet? And I said, uh, "Yeah, it's pretty good." She's like, "I think that movie, that movie is incredible. What? A, and how did they train that tiger to do that? How did they train him to do?" And I said, "Mom, that's a." You said, "Ma." Ma, that tiger not real. And she goes, long pause at the end of the, at the end of the phone. And she goes, well, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> Classic Deb. Classic Deb. Deb. Deb doesn't like, you know, Deb. She doesn't is like to with, be fooled. She doesn't, like, she to be doesn't fooled. like CGI. Nope. Doesn't like it. Doesn't like to be fooled. She only likes it when it's real. Um, so for that She's reason like, you alone, mean they didn't shoot that out in the middle of the ocean <laughs> with an actual tiger and an actual, yeah, an actual gorilla and all these animals in it. So for that reason, for that reason, uh, alone that it irritated my mother. No, I keep it, keep it with Angley. Keep it, keep yeah. it. Angley, keep it. Also, you that movie is good. Angley. It's good. I haven't watched it since. I'm I'm excited to revisit. I'm excited to revisit a bunch of these movies from 2012 that I've not watched since. I've not watched Life of Pi. I don't think I've watched Lincoln since 2012. Did the movie 2012 come out in 2012? Should have. Feels like a the the Mayan film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know because I'd like to revisit that. That was a fun. Movie. I bet it came out. I, yeah. If I was making, I would have had it out in like 2011. I guess maybe you're right. Yeah. To yeah. really like uh, drum up yeah. excitement. Or, yeah, or let's, dread. Let's, let me that check. Movie, that's check. A, that is a guys. If you're looking to have a good ass time, that is a that's a fun movie. By the way, Craig, I watched the first half of of RRR. I got to watch the second half. Oh yeah, pretty great. Pretty great. The scene. I mean, Fast and Furious wishes. There's a scene where a man throws a tiger at another man. So yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, 2012 came out in 2009. Oh, shit. What a stupid, stupid, what stupid people. Do you know how long the film 2012 is? It's long, isn't it? It's too long. It's over two hours. It's two hours and 38 minutes long. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they got to get, they got to escape LA. They got to get to those boats. Mr. Mr. Emmerich, that's absurd. (laughs) All right. I guess I maybe don't need to revisit that. Not for two and a yeah. half. Not for two hours and 38 minutes. Um, so we're keeping it with Ang Lee. Keeping 2015. It. 15. 2015. Um, the Hateful Eight. People, there was, people did not like this movie. 
when it came People out, I remember. I mean, I remember you were a big hateful eight person. I, I was it. not like a anti hateful eight, but this this is was not one of my favorites of the year. Um, yeah, I loved it. I I've, I saw it twice in theaters. I really liked it. Uh, Kurt Russell. Did you Beth. see the Road Show? No. What? What is that? When they did it with the intermission and everything? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. Yes, because I saw it one time at the Grove, and I don't think they did. And then I saw it at the New Bev at Tarantino's theater, and right. they did the, the intermission. Um, Kurt Russell's death, one of the all-time greatest deaths in this movie. Sorry, just that's a spoiler. Um, no, I like it. I mean, it's, again, one of those, it's, a, it's like a, not Rashomon, but like a, you know, whatever piece it's like a piece what is that what is that called you know when it's like oh it's like here's what you didn't know so that like you right. st- it's like a yeah you it's watch like it a, it's a whodunit it's a whodunit yeah. and i think it's really fun and my boyfriend walton goggins is in it yeah django mm-hmm. and it's a much better part although he's still yes. racist chris mannix yep great character um, um and also jennifer I jason think- lee is in it and she's very She's very good. Like he just he just casts so well. Um, I yeah. enjoyed this movie. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a so this is a movie that I'll be honest. Before we went back to do the rewatch, I was like, I think this might be my surprise ten. Like wow. I think this movie may be at the bottom of my list, and then I liked it more because I had seen it in theaters. I saw that road show in Burbank, and then I saw it. I rewatched all of Tarantino's films maybe four years ago. Did Kurt Russell just drive Death Proof into your house? I really, uh, oh shit. Yeah, there's a car with teeth out front. Should I oh. do something or? Just pull, just pull the blinds. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Uh, um, and then I, I rewatched all of Tarantino's movies maybe four years ago or so. Um, and then I rewatched it, you know, I rewatched it uh, a couple days ago and I liked it more than I remembered it. I, I still think it's, it's, it's too long. Yeah, it is I too think long. that's the trouble of, with, you know, a lot of his films, particularly, um, well, especially is this post the last, the no, last, is this post Sally? When did Sally Menke die? Oh, um, this his, might be the first movie post her. Okay. Cause his, or his, this might be, this is like the last movie she did or the last movie post her. Okay. For those people who don't know, his longtime editor um, uh, passed away and sort of tragically, I think, she was like hiking. Oh, actually, no. So that that was way before. She died in 2010. So oh, Jango wow. was also post her. Yeah. So I think post her, I think it was a tough, I think, I think also Django is a little too long. Like we yeah. talked about that last half hour could, should yeah. have been a lot shorter. I think he struggled with editing. After mm-hmm. she died, I really yeah. think that uh, she he really relied on her to do a lot of that heavy lifting, and I think without her, it was um, it suffered. Yeah, um, yeah, but this is this is a uh, yeah. I think it's a good little whodunit. Um, some fun twists and turns. Um, definitely some ultra violence. Yep, uh, but some stuff you don't see coming, which is cool. Yeah. Um, you get a Zoe Bell cameo, mm-hmm. Six Horse Judy. Yep. It's fun. Uh, yeah. Um, so 2015, so this will be interesting if we're just doing it against this, but then I am going to give you another option for 2015. Cause I think it was on both of our top 10 of 
the decade list when we did that episode. Um, so 2015, best director goes to Alejandro Gonzalez Inuritu. Oh, no. For The Revenant. Nope. <laughs> Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here, Inuritu. Not a fan in general of Inuritu, but I really right. did not like The Revenant. <laughs> so, yeah. um, But... Yeah. So the the option two I'm going to give, because like I said, I think it was, I know it was on my list. I think it was on yours too. Um, this is also your Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, yeah. George Miller. Yeah, so, George Miller. Yeah. Yeah, George Miller for sure. Wow, George Miller over fucking Inaritu. Sorry. No. Now, at least, now let's not forget, at least The Revenant did not win Best Picture Spotlight with like a That's minor right. upset. Right. Knocked it, knocked it off. Knocked it um, off. I Spotlight think, a movie I, think I now. Yeah, I think now we probably both say Mad Max is like the movie to remember from that year. But Spotlight's a great little film. Yeah, it is a great little film. Mad Max was also nominated for Best Picture, right? Because that was when they because that was. was the expanded yeah categories. Yeah, so it got it got its due. I mean, you know, it got its due in that way. That's actually a pretty good year. Um, it's weird that The Revenant was almost going to win because that's like Room and Whiplash yeah. and Oh God, yeah, Room. Well, small yeah. smaller movies too, which is so. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The Revenant just didn't, did not do it for me, man. I saw that in theaters and was angry. Right. Yeah. You and Shane got drunk and got mad. Yeah. We did get drunk and we did get mad. Maybe those two things were related. Who can tell? Who can tell? Who can tell? Um, And that brings us to his most recent film, 2019, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I was just showing Megan before we started recording. I've got a projector and a projection screen set up in our guest room, and I was about 10 minutes from the end of the movie, but it was record time. I don't know that you can make a real fair assessment of this because you didn't watch the last 10 minutes. I know. Maybe even five minutes, honestly. I did see this movie like three times in 2019. I saw this movie a bunch in 2019. I've watched it at least once since then, so... Um, uh, great film. It's a great I'm, film. This is, I'm in the hole for this movie big time. It's, yeah. it's a great movie. It's also, uh, I think it's his funniest movie. Like it's really, yeah. there are some parts in this movie that are like L O L I'm laughing out loud that are really, 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 really funny. Well, okay. So I have a question for you and this relates to it because one of them is for me is in this movie. Um, what are your top three Tarantino performances, do you think? Oh, like, oh, hmm. Or top, I, well, let's, do a guess, rush, let's do a Rushmore. Let's do top four. Okay. Well, I guess definitely Christoph Waltz in Inglorious Bastards. Uh, mm-hmm. That's like, because just, just, I don't even love Christoph Waltz, but like nobody else could play that part. That's just like, right. that's what it is. Um, I honestly think uh, Uma Thurman. Kill Bill for the same reason. Mm-hmm. Like sh- yeah. she is that she is Kill Bill. Um, hmm. I think probably Leo and Django. He's so good okay. in that. And then maybe um, Pam Greer and Jackie Brown. Interesting. I don't know. So we Those have, are the four that t- pops that pop. For yeah. Me. So we definitely have two of the same. I would say Waltz and Uma Thurman for okay. those two films. Okay. I would say Leo, but I would say for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Really? Yeah. This is, I think this is you know my what? favorite Leo performance. You know what? I'm going to retcon. Well, you, he wasn't even, that, you didn't even mention that on your, on your Mount Rushmore of Leo. You said, did you? No, I did. Yeah, oh, I did. You did. Okay. I said Hollywood. Okay. Then I, then I can retcon that too, because here's the thing. 
I guess his he has bigger. I think he might have some bigger moments in Django, but he's really fucking funny in this movie. He's, well, the eight whis the eight whiskey sours. The eight. Why'd you have to have eight whiskey sours? Is so funny. And then when when that girl leans, the little girl him, leans in and tells him the best acting I've ever seen. And he just goes, "Great fucking note." It's like the. It made me laugh so hard in the theater. Meg, have, have, have you had a chance to check out The Gray Man on Netflix? No, why? Is he in it? What's happening? Is she in it? No. Julia Butters. The little girl? The little girl is in The Gray Man. Oh, no, I've heard Nat Gid things. It's not very good. but I And I didn't even realize it was Julia Butters because, you know, it's four years since she sure. shot it and she was like nine or something, so she looks completely different. <laughs> She's she's very she's very cute in this movie and she does that scene that they do between the two of them when they're, ta- they're he's reading his yeah. book and she's like reading or whatever is like very uh it's good. Yeah. She does a good job. She yes. holds her own. Yeah, when he destroys the when he destroys the the trailer because he had eight whiskey sours. <laughs> it's really fun. Also when I he comes out with a like flamethrower at the end is very yeah. I think the eight whiskey sours moment also like that just like resonates with the two of us. Mm. Ooh, how many times have I just regretted? Why couldn't you have stopped at six? Why couldn't, why couldn't you have just had one bottle of wine, Megan? <laughs> just one bottle of wine. That would have been, that, just, that barely moves the needle for me. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about? Um, and then I think I would go Sam Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Oh, I didn't even think about Pulp Fiction. Wasn't that funny? Because no. I think, I guess because I think, I think be my fourth. yeah, that that's fair. I think, I think the reason why I immediately go to Pam, Pam Greer is because like that movie is so her, I guess it's, yeah. it, it, I think, Pulp, I think of Pulp Fiction as more of a ensemble. Um, right. but yeah, that's not a bad choice too. Anyway, this movie is very funny. I also love a lot of like a, the old Hollywood stuff is like really really fun when they go to the ranch too it's really fun yeah it's also the uh yeah the old hollywood stuff i just watching that montage of like just all the light lights coming on all the neon like it's so great um especially because a lot of those places are still like around so it's like fun to be like hey i drove by chili john's Three days a week. Every time I go to Burbank to go to the movie theater, I went like, to I El Coyote. I, go to, I went to El Coyote last week. Love I love El Coyote. Love El Coyote. Great place. No. I've sat um, at that table. I sat at Sharon Tate's. That if you go to El Coyote in Hollywood and West Hollywood, really, I guess in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sorry, in, on Beverly Boulevard. Um, you, there's like it's not like labeled, but like. There's like knowledge of like this is Sharon's table. This is like where yeah. she was sitting. And um, anyway, sat there. It was dark. I try. I tried to go to Casa Vega. Have you never been to Casa Vega? I'd never been, and we went. And though it was like a forty-five minute wait for a table. And we were oh like, my we're god! Not, we're not you wait. lived in like the Val for so long, and you never went I to know. Casa Vega. Oh, it's better food too. It's better than El Coyote and El Compadre. Yeah. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, yeah. But that's interesting. Hmm. This is now a, um, a a podcast about Mexican restaurants in Los Angeles. Old school. <laughs> yeah. But but what do you think? Uh, wait, what's the other one? Oh, my God. I can't think of the other one. The other one that's in Santa Monica, and then there's one on Western. doesn't matter. Anyway, Mexican, Who cares? Mexican food's good. 
So when we did this in 2019, you picked this as your best film. Maddie mm-hmm. and I both picked <laughs> Parasite by director Bong. 2019, just an excellent year for film. It was I think a good I, year. So Happening, which I've talked about, which is still my favorite film of this year, was my first five-star movie since 2019. And I think I had four five-star movies in 2019. So. 2019 was a good fucking year. I'm still giving it yeah. to fucking Quentin. I don't know. I love this movie. I love Parasite, too. I don't care. Yeah. It's, I'm not. Uh, Director Bong. It's just it, It's honestly six of one, half dozen of the other. It's hard to choose. Yeah. Yeah. But I love this. I'm gonna movie. I'm gonna personally keep it with director Bong, but I I I don't begrudge anyone giving it to Quentin Tarantino. I just laugh so there's so much of this movie that makes me laugh and that is just so good and well done. When yeah. it comes out also when Leonardo DiCaprio is making margaritas and the guys are the the Manson family's like in the car and he comes out front, <laughs> he's like banging the margaritas on the head and on the on the hood of the car. It's so funny. It's just a good movie. I just feel like, and listen, I know this is what acting is, but like, there's all those scenes like that. And like Julia Butters with him that like, I feel like I couldn't like Leonardo DiCaprio being so good in the moment. Like if I'm like, you know, Austin Butler, and this is like my second film or whatever, like, I don't know. And I know the shots like not really on me, but I don't even know how you like keep together and not just be like, man, Look at this guy cook. I don't I don't know either. I don't know either. That's why I don't know. It's so it's so fucking good. That that I, it's I love that movie. I saw uh, Bullet Train last week, which is it's fine. It is what it is. But uh this is also in the trailer, but um Brad Pitt throws that bottle of Voss water at Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. And it basically is like the exact same as him throwing the can of dog food at, uh, <laughs> I can't remember the actress's name, but she no. was in Scream. She was in Scream and she, you know, what's funny is when I saw yeah. Scream, she I was does, like, like the she same dies the exact Scream. same way. She yeah. like is lit on fire in Scream Yeah, she's just like well. the go-to person for, hey, we're going to have to light a person on fire <laughs> and they're going to have to act absolutely insane while they burn to death who should we get it's like i got a name for you do i got a chick for you she does a good job in both things in my mind i was like did they do that in scream as like a throwback did they write that in after they saw that she could do that in once upon a time in hollywood who knows right who knows who knows i'm gonna look up her name because i want to give her proper credit for mikey madison mikey madison mikey madison excellent on firework just yeah. really, really, really good job. Really good job. Um, all right. So you have given Quentin four Oscars. I've given him two. So jointly we've given him two. But now's perhaps the most important moment. Yeah, this is really That everyone's been waiting for is us ranking the Tarantino films. The, the quintessential ranking. Yes. So we're going to go, you're going to go nine to one. Yes, I am going to go nine to one. So I'm going to, I'm going to go 10 to one. Because we're waiting on the 10th movie, which is supposed to be. So I'll, so I'll start. Okay, you go ahead. So for me, I actually have Reservoir Dogs at 10. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. But again. I think I I find, I think I find the least from it that like I'm compelled to rewatch. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, Megan, we already know your number nine, so everybody can skip uh, past this. Yeah, yeah. Please skip past me um, saying um, 
please skip past me saying death proof. And that's actually also what I have at number nine. So we actually share a number nine, although we don't share a last film. No. Yeah. Meg, what's your number eight? My number eight is Django. It's too okay. long and I can't get past um, the my uncomfortableness with it. And I also don't love Christoph Waltz. I mean, I guess I, like, I think at this point the bloom was off the rose for me. Right. Um, yeah. With him. It's still a really good movie. I don't know what to say. Like, again, I want to reiterate, I like all of yeah. these movies. There's yeah. not, not a one that I don't like or would yeah. not rewatch, but I have to ding that because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I have the hateful eight at number eight. Cause that's, it's got an eight in it. So it has to go there. Sure. Um, I just find it, um, at times, like I think it spins its wheels a little bit. Yeah. Like I think, I think the fun. highs of the hateful eight are great, but there's other times I'm like, get on with it. Like there's literally like times where people are monologuing where they repeat the same thing like three times. And I'm like, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, you're number seven. My number seven back to me is reservoir dogs. It's a, there, there are some, the highs are very high, but then it is, it is, it's not as, there's not as memorable, not as many memorable moments as in the rest of these Mm -hmm. films. So, um, so, my number seven, because I have them separated, is Kill Bill Volume 2. Great. Cool. Um, like we've talked about, last 45 minutes, just way, way too long. Um, and it just, I think particularly, I almost wonder if it had just been released as like one three and a half hour movie. Um, it would have felt very long, but I wonder if it would have felt as such a come down as it does to me now after watching volume one and then volume two, yeah, just cause I like mean, we kind of talked about outside of like the lonely grave of Paula Schultz section. Most of the sections of volume two don't reach the same heights as the sections of volume one. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Yeah. I just think of them as one. It's just hard for me, harder for me to separate them, you know, in the same way yeah. that like, it's harder for Quentin to separate like, them. Like for Quentin to separate them. Right. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you guys are friends, you know, you did yeah. see each other at, you know, petty cash. So, he, we saw each other at Petty Cash that one time. I do have nice feet. Yeah. You know, it all it all makes right. sense. Yeah. God. But anyway, once um, you start looking for feet in these movies, hoo boy, feet everywhere. <laughs> Can't not yeah. see it. It's very funny. <clears throat> it's almost like I think he's kind of like devil, like once upon a time in Hollywood, it felt like he was like, he all was right, I'm just going to give it to you. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. He's like, People know you this about Tate, me. Watching the Wrecking Crew, looking at with her feet up. Yeah. You got it. Margaret Qualley in the Margaret car. Margaret Qualley, you want <laughs> Pussycat, like with her feet all over the place? Here you go. Yeah. You want to see all the dirty feet of all the Manson girls? Here they Boom. are. They're just walking around eat in the up, sand. Eat it up. Yeah, that was yeah. that he was trolling us for sure. And I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number six. Six. Uh, six for me is The Hateful Eight, a movie I still really like and is fun, but just overlong. Yeah. Um, I have Django at six. So, so far we've, we've now hit all of the same, other than Bill, Kill Bill volume two. We have the same. Cause I haven't separated, but box. otherwise, yes, we have, we have the same. Yeah. We have hit the same beats. We're right. in the same ballpark for sure. It's Five. interesting. I just want to say, okay. Yeah. Five? No, go ahead. I just want to say it's interesting because like we're like, Reservoir Dogs is the earlier one, sure. But the rest of this, like, we're just kind of, like, 
it's there's no trajectory for him. He tries different things. It's not like it's like, oh, his movie steadily got better or his movie steadily got yeah. worse. It's really an up and down over the years, which is kind of fun because you never know what the next one's going to be. It's not like it's like watching a, I don't know, who's, a, who's somebody that's fallen off now <laughs> watching a something movie now. And you're like, oh, this guy. Well, like M. Night Shyamalan. Maybe like I li- yeah, like, yeah, Shyamalan or like even like maybe like a Danny Boyle who I yeah. feel like had a string of stuff and then kind of. I'm like, I'm not as, I'm not going to, I'm not that interested. And kind of the same, honestly, for Christopher Nolan too. I'm like, right. I think maybe your best years might be, I mean, I could be surprised, but I think maybe your best years with Oppenheim or whatever, Oppenheimer. Right. But I think maybe your best years are behind him. Quentin Tarantino, who knows? Who knows what's to come? Uh, so number five for me, Mm -hmm. uh, is Jackie Brown, Jackie Brown. Great fucking movie. Great fucking Um, movie. It's great. That's actually, I also have Jackie Brown at number five. So great. We are agreed. We are agreed. Yeah. These are, this was tough. These, the top four, but I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. My number four is Pulp Fiction. Okay. Which I really love. It's a great movie. Um, I just like three others better. Um, I also have Pulp Fiction at number four. Um, I agree. Like, I think, you know, when we talked about it on the last pod, like, the big thing for me is I think as revolutionary and, like, why it was, like, so lauded and stuff... I think the individual scenes stick out for me better than the movie it coming a together as a full film. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. Uh, number three for me mm-hmm. is Kill Bill. They do say the name um, of the title in the movie, which I really appreciate. appreciate. Yeah, you always when love that. I'm, and love we it. don't get that a lot in uh, Tarantino films. No, we don't. Nobody, no, definitely because I don't even think in Inglorious Bastards. I mean, they say the bastards, but, but I don't they don't think say Inglorious. I mean, they say Jackie Brown and Jackie Brown because sure. that's her name. Yeah. They don't say Pulp Fiction. They say Django, but they don't say he's Unchained. Nope, you know? they don't. They don't say Death Proof. Oh no, they do say Death Proof. He says this car yeah. is Death Proof. Uh, yeah. yeah, and they don't say Reservoir Dogs. But she does yeah. say, "When I get there, I'm going to kill Bill," and I love that. Yeah, so, um, I've killed. So I have Kill Bill Volume 1 at number 3. If I had to rank them together, I actually think I'd probably have it behind Jackie Brown. I think as a full movie, because of that fallout with the second, I think I would have it sixth. Um, But uh, that first section I have in my third spot. So we've got the same top two. Do we have them in the same order? In the same order. Ooh. This was tough because it, it, it uh, depending on the day, but ultimately yeah. I was going to say the same Meg. I was going to say the same thing depending on the day, depending on the day. I, th- these are both, these are the two best movies and it's kind of incontrovertible. I can't, I will not, I, I, I fight me on this. Don't send us messages saying reservoir dogs is his best no, movie. And that we're don't wrong do that. Don't do that. You're dumb. Like you're, you can make dumb. an argument for some of the other movies, but like, I don't want to, I don't want to hear it. No, I don't just don't hear send it. it to me. Honestly, I don't want to hear it yeah. uh, because I just think that Nazis are the greatest bad guys that we ever have, and it's the end is so satisfying. I'm putting Once Upon a Time at Hall in Hollywood at number two, and I'm putting Inglorious Bastards at number one. 
that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Well, Meg, we're flipped. Oh, we're flipped. Based we're flipped? on this time, based on this time, on my most recent viewings of these two films, and of course, I have ten minutes of. Uh, yep. So it might really fall of, off. In those <laughs> Once upon a time in Hollywood <laughs> laughed. It could completely fall apart. Could completely. I could. I could be like, mm, I really don't like that he gets to meet Sharon Tate at the end of the movie. <laughs> Oh my God, um, I forgot that. That's the best. Uh, and yeah. she's like, oh, come on up. Yeah, great, great movie. Um, number two, I have Inglorious Bastards. And number one, I have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I think it's because what you talked about when we were just talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is because it's just funny. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so funny. I mean, there's funny parts in Inglorious Bastards yeah. too. But uh, there's a lot of funny stuff in Once Upon yeah. a Time in Hollywood. Remember how mad people got when Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out about like him changing the history of that? Yeah, which is like again, had you not seen Inglorious Bastards because right. that he changed that shit too. And there was all that stuff about like the violence towards women in it. It's like, yeah, but they were the Manson women. They were the that Manson actually women. <laughs> did real violence towards women. Eight month pregnant women. Yeah. It's very I weird. Mean, I mean, I guess I get I guess I get it, but I mean, you know. Tex gets his fucking balls ripped off yeah, by a dog. by a dog. That one chick gets burned. How did he get burned? Um, Quentin Tarantino, big into testicular... Uh, Mutilation? Injury. Yeah. Yeah. In Planet Terror, his, his balls melt off. That happens in right. Planet Terror. Yeah. So maybe that really stuck with him. Yeah. It's these, it's again, I think it's really exciting that, that one of his top two movies in our opinion, which is the only opinion that matters, uh, um, was, is his most recent movie. Yeah. That's That's great. Exciting. That's exciting to think that who knows what, that what will come next, what comes next is going to be. If and when he ever makes a 10th movie. Which I don't think he's even started yet, has he? I don't think. I mean, every once in a while you hear again that he wants to make a Star Trek movie. Oh, really? Or that he has like his, you know. Well, he had like that movie about, it was like black soldiers in World War II. There was a rumor about that movie for a long time. Did you know he had written, uh, in one draft of Hateful Eight, he had um, written Django into? Really? Yeah, that I Django did not was going to appear in Hateful Eight. Oh, that would have been fun. That would have yeah. been fun. Here's the most recent quote from Tarantino. Hmm. It, he said, if I come up with a terrific horror film story, I will do that as my 10th film, Tarantino said. I love horror movies. I would love to do a horror film. I got to be honest with you. I never need to meet this man unless I'm in one <laughs> of his movies, which would be amazing. Um, right. It seems like he seems absolutely just a nightmare to be speak Like he seems just like, I do not want to have dinner with him, but well, so um, he did. So the, one of the other movie podcasts I listen to the big picture, they do movie drafts all the time. And Tarantino's done some stuff with the, that podcast before in the podcast, bringer podcast network that uh, Bill Simmons runs. And he came on and he did a movie draft with Sean Fennessy, who hosts the podcast and this woman, Amanda Dobbins, who's the co-host and this guy, Chris Ryan, who's another podcaster. And it was him and Roger Avery. Roger Avery is also director, wrote Pulp Fiction with Quentin. 
and they did a uh, 1987 movie draft and he is so obnoxious for the first 25 minutes of it it's real and once the draft starts it's kind of okay but he's also really sort of condescending towards amanda dobbins who's the woman on the podcast because of course him and roger avery are both picking like this deep cut stuff and like to me like she won the draft going away because she gets fatal attraction broadcast news moonstruck Mm. like chef's um, kiss dirty, all dirty dancing oh my god oh my god these are <laughs> classics what are we talking about here but like because like some of the things that outside of fatal attraction like he like is like just not a fan of those kind of movies i guess yeah but it was it was very much like it's one thing to be well, like you know what i would tell ah, him that's not that's I would not tell my him thing to it's another thing to be of it. that's what i would tell him <laughs> it's right. another thing to be like you're clearly like speaking down to the one woman on the podcast and it's not yeah. a great look yeah, he seems um yeah, he seems insufferable. But yeah. I I hope he never stops. There's I'm reading I'm looking at another article here that says that his plan is for the next film it, the title the title sequence to say the last film by Quentin Tarantino. Which it, I please do not paint yourself Quentin, if you're listening, I'm sorry for all the negative yeah. things I've just said about you. Listen, he can always retcon it in when future prints that can say the 10th film by Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> the like film, the fifth like... film on Kill Bill Volume 2. So. Sure, sure. But it seems hard to come yeah. back from the last film by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, yeah. Just don't, play, just don't um, paint yourself into that corner, Quentin, is all I'm saying. Yeah. We like your movies, Quentin. Mm-hmm. Um, Meg, do you have a favorite movie of... 2022 or any recent films you gave us some great recommendations for books and television to watch but any films you've seen recently you liked um yes i uh i saw um i saw a movie in the theaters and i really really liked it uh, i had a lot of fun at bodies 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 i'm gonna i think go see it right after we wrap this podcast oh it was really fun i just had i was like um uh it was it was more I'm not a horror person. This isn't really horror so much as like just, you know, there's some spooky, like not spooky, but like stuff that jumps out at you, you know, slashery type stuff. Um, But I just was like, I, your girl from Shiva baby is a fucking star. She's so good in this. You're going to, I, I'm like, she's so good in this movie. I was like dying at her. She was really, really great. And listen, Pete Davidson, he does have that BDE. Um, I just thought it was good. I just really, I had a really good time watching it at a lovely pace. I thought it was very fun. Uh, it's not my favorite movie of this year. I think that's probably still everything everywhere all at once, but I, um, I really, last time you said Marcel, the show. Yeah. Because I had forgotten. (laughs) And you know how I forget these things. I like that movie too. I've liked, this is the thing is I've liked, I've had a lot other than everything everywhere all at once. Um, which I thought was amazing. I liked I've liked most of the movies that I've seen this year, although I did go see the fucking, because it was really hot out, and I was like, I just need to sit in air conditioning, like really cold air conditioning for a little bit, and I went and saw the Thor movie. Took took two calls in the middle of it, because I was so like, I don't care. Stood outside the theater. I don't know. I just was like, it's not good. Like, what's going on with Marvel? Are we still doing this, guys? Can we? I Wakanda Forever looks. The trailer is amazing. The trailer looks very. The trailer. The I can't tell though. This is my thing. The trailer really had me like almost crying. Like I had goosebumps. Yeah. But I can't tell if that's the music 
and like the, you know right. what I mean? Or, and like, yeah. I can't tell if that's actually going to be the movie. Like it literally might yeah, be just Chadwick either. Boseman thinking of Chadwick Boseman being gone and the music yeah. of it and whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have no idea, but I literally am just like, these movies are, you guys got to figure some shit out because the yeah. stupid people that'll just go, sorry, no offense, but the people that will be, that are just like, Oh, it's a Marvel movie. I'm going to Larry Bates. I'm going to go see it. Like no matter what it is, I'm like, I think they're catching on that. Like some of these are not good. Right. Yeah. Taika. Um, what's going on? Hey, Taika. Sorry. That's my rant about that's Marvel. Marvel rant, but bodies, bodies, um, bodies is fun. I really, so yeah, I think I'm going to go see that today. Um, I've seen a couple movies that I liked recently. Um, and one movie I really hated. Uh, I liked, uh, Vengeance. The BJ, speaking of BJ Novak, BJ oh, Novak really? film. Oh, yeah. It's God. actually quite, I actually thought it was pretty good. Wow, uh, okay. Pretty enjoyable. Um, and I, the, this movie called Resurrection with Rebecca Hall, which I would not recommend to you. Um, sort of a light horror film. What was, wasn't um, she in another horror movie that looks so terrifying for me and you were like, don't see it. It's too scary. Oh, Rebecca, the night house. Yeah. It's yeah. Really scary. The night house. She's made, she Hall does is, all these movies. She also was in this movie, Christine, which is just based on a true story, which is not a horror film, but it's about this, uh, she was like an on air news anchor who killed herself on air in Florida. But she just makes all these movies that it's like, I do not want to be in a room with Rebecca Hall <laughs> just because of the characters that she play. I would feel uncomfortable. I feel like something terrible is going to happen. Her career has taken a weird turn. Sir Peter Hall's daughter, the former head of the RSC. Wow. Well, she's yeah. good. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. interesting. Um, a movie that I hated was I Love My Dad, which is a film starring Patton Oswalt. Oh, which I mean, I know I like his movies better than you do, but um, yes, years ago, someone, I think it was David Ehrlich on Twitter um, said that Josh Radner as a director was the David O. Russell to Zach Braff's Martin Scorsese. Um, <laughs> that is, <laughs> that's quite the comparison. And uh, the, the actor that wrote and directed and stars and I love my dad is this actor named James Morrissey. I'm trying to think of who I would compare him to if like Cooper Rafe, who did Shithouse and Cha-Cha Real Smooth, is the Scorsese of like the mid-20 to early 30s, like, I, and I can't even think of a name. Like, someone quite lower than David O. Russell, though. I hated this movie so much. It's about a dad who catfishes his son because his son has cut him out of his life, so he creates a fake online woman. Um, and Patton Oswalt is the dad. Yeah, no, it's just, it was one of those movies that really frustrated me. I think mostly because I'm like, I just know like talented people. Why did this guy get enough money to make this movie where he was able to get Patton Oswalt, who I don't think is very good in the movie, but no. Rachel, I don't Dratz think he's a very, he's a Amy, cool voice. I don't think he's a very good yeah. actor. No, but it's Rachel Dratch and Amy Landecker from transparent. Yeah. And actually the girl who plays like, the catfish girl is um, an online influencer and Phineas Eilish's girlfriend. And she's actually pretty good in it, like way better than I expected her to be since she's an online influencer and has a very famous boyfriend. Um, but the movie is well, very I would bad. say very like, famous. I don't know that everybody knows who Phineas Eilish is. Well, well, well I mean, 
I'd say if you, a were, Gen famous. Z, if you were Gen if you were Gen Z like me, you would know. Who he sure, is. yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. But so as many a member of Phineas Eilish st- Stan like, accounts, of course, you're not. You familiar. run so many of those Stan accounts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As a boomer. I mean. um, anyway, Meg, you have anything you want to plug? No, um, just this podcast and Quentin Tarantino. Great. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at The Oscar Should, on Facebook or Instagram at The Oscar Should Gone To. If you like what you listen to, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we'll be back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send Megan some movies soon, so we're going to jump into the 40s. Oh, my God. Um, Is that what's coming up next? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Um, but as always, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.